0: Welcome to the Hope Hotline. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I, I, you know, Tracy wants to put a camera in here for like um, the first or the the 15 minute uh, for the first 15 minute or the 15 minutes yeah, prior the to. Yeah, our countdown. Yeah, for the countdown. She yeah. wants to have like the whole room yeah. so you can see what's going on. Yeah. And I'm not, a, I'm not for that. I'm a super private person for the most part, but if, We would have had that camera actually working. You would have seen the cutest thing on the face of the earth. Like, come here, my little two models, because I'm going to talk about this. (laughs) Like, when my music starts playing, Brinley and Tootie, look at them. First of all, here, somehow, Tootie, Tootie's good, because look at these (laughs) girls with their shirts on. They're ready to go um, for the beloved conference. But you should have seen them dancing. I wish uh 2d I mean i wish uh tracy could put the music on because dang cute all right girls see you later <laughs> you're done i'm done with you be gone super cute though um tracy made something very special for all of us mainly me but look at this go for it girl <laughs> awesome is that i'm in love i try first of all i'm in love with the colors yeah i love all the pics. yeah it's just a great commercial um so if you're wanting to invite someone to the conference like that commercial that was just played that's for ctn um my podcast but it's also for um tom's podcast um let me ask you, if they wanted to use that for an invite, are you posting that anywhere? If you want to, I absolutely will. Oh, so we, so it's super easy to just put on Facebook and stuff like that? Super easy. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. <laughs> okay. People, I have a number in my head. We are at, um, how many did Heather tell me last night? Three? Did she tell you guys how many we're at? Mm-mm. Oh, hold on. We are let me forgive me. I hate to do this to you, but I have to tell you. So far, just to keep everybody in the know. If I had Heather in here, for some reason she's dogging me and she doesn't feel like she's a necessary item in the podcast room today. Here. She's I'll always needed. No, no I mean, I, you know no what I, I
1: got it. Okay, you got it. Perfect. Well,
0: See if I'm wrong. Since you uh, can, you see the update. I was going
1: to cut to the register today graphic if they need to register. Okay, and cut scan. to it.
0: Okay, do that. Okay, okay. Right now, there's 362 as of last yesterday afternoon. Perfect. Um, as of 8:43 last night. Okay. Forgive me. <laughs> 362 people are registered for the conference, and 213 are registered for the breakfast. Listen, QR code. Put your phone if you have the. Oh, look who, here she look is. who brought in, who, she's look who the cat here. drug in. <laughs> Heather. She, oh, she's listening. God bless. I want, give me updated numbers if you got them, baby. Oh, well, I really was going to ask you for my other numbers from last night, but I found it myself. I, I actually didn't need you, even though I need you. So Heather, I mean, so what, what Tracy just had on the, on the screen, she's putting it back. Um. For you to register today, if you're working off your computer right now, all you got to do is stick your phone up to that QR code and you can register. Boom. You will not be able to register for the breakfast through that way. Right. But for the conference, registration for the breakfast is something totally different. If, if bring you, your friends, bring your family, stack gum. Like everybody. I think I'm, I'm trying to talk my sister. I'm going to see if my baby sister, I can get my baby sister to come Thursday night, at least Thursday night. I have to have her. Yeah. Like last awesome. year, last year she stood me up. No, I didn't invite her. <laughs> I I don't I was such I I don't even know. I was a nervous ninny yeah. last year. Yeah. It
1: was the first time.
0: i would never preached before. It's not as if I've preached that much before. I've only done it twice now. But, you're a pro. I talk all the time. I, you're so, a pro. like whatever. You're proud. Um, but here's the thing. So, I was I was a nervous wreck last year. Like not to talk in front of people like I don't have any problem with that which I just learned from my friend Sarah that 99 percent of people would rather drown than public speak wow. drowning people's fear of speaking publicly is oh higher oh god bless of uh, people's 364 we've gone up two. the same number for breakfast yay two more um so, people would actually prefer to drown over to speak publicly. Amen. That's oh, my insane. gosh. That was Heather saying amen. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. For, I, public speaking doesn't bother me a bit. Um, but, uh, where is I going with this? Oh, that, my sister. So, I didn't ask my sister last year um, to come, probably because I was nervous and I didn't even think about it in all actuality. I think she probably knew about it. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. She lives in town. That's bad. But when I talk to her, I don't talk about, like, business. I talk about family. Yeah. And church is kind of business for me. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, if you're looking at the um, conference, there's Thursday night, which is me. Then there's Friday morning, which is breakfast. It's going to be good, people. That's all I can tell you. It's going to be good. Then... Thank you. Now you've moved it so I can actually see it. <laughs> Friday morning, Magalis is going to speak at ten thirty. Uh, Friday night, Adalis is going to speak, uh, which is Pastor Adalis. I don't. Yeah. I'm not big into uh, like titles. I don't care about them. To be honest with you, everybody's a person, and they don't really care about them either. So that makes it really easy for me. And then um, Saturday morning, totally something totally different. It's going to be a fun morning. Uh, it's going to be a fun morning. And uh, so before every service, except for Friday morning, there's going to be breakfast. But Heather has it set up that you're going to get something every, every service before. So if you come early, like at 6.30, you can eat. The doors open at 6. There'll be stuff to eat. Um, and then um, Saturday morning even. It won't be breakfast, but it'll be. I think she has pastries and. Something else, but whatever, it'll be good. It'll be real good. So um, make sure you sign up. Listen, invite your friends. I cannot tell you how many people have told me that last year, like we had people who were healed last year, more than several people that have personally told me they had physical healings in their bodies from coming to the conference. Relationships were renewed and restored with um, different people. Um, And then also, spiritually speaking, I cannot tell you how many times people have told me, spiritually speaking, how much that conference changed them um, in ways that, like, you can't even imagine. But just invite your friends and family. It's a fun time. It's a great way for, especially if you have someone that's looking for a friend, bring them. They'll make friends. Then you won't have to be the only one that's their friend. Um, Super easy. Have you ever, like... Have you ever had somebody who just wants to be your friend and you're like, there ain't enough of me to go around for just that one person?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you try and bring them around your other friends so they can glom onto them too. Mm. Back in high school, that was like, that's not my life now but back in high school, I'd be like, if it's somebody who is just a spider monkey, I would seriously make them come to the different things so that maybe one of my friends would like them better than I like them and they'd be stuck (laughs) with them. Or like share the wealth. I don't know. So invite your spider monkey friends to the conference. They'll become less spider monkey because God will get a hold of them and make them a more well-rounded person. But it's going to be a great conference. So if you live out of state, come. If you live in state and it's a drive for you, come. And if you live in town, you better come. That's all I got to say. Um, Is is there any something else to this? Um,
1: There is a Facebook, um, like an invite event now too. So if they want to like say that they're going and share it on their page, that's not enough to say that they've registered, but it says like, hey, this is where I'm going. Everybody in their news feed will start to see that.
0: Do that for us, please. How do they do that?
1: So if they go to our Foundation Church Facebook page, um, and if it's today, the actual 11th, if you scroll down to um, post, it's, it says Beloved Ladies Conference, mm-hmm. um, or they can look in the events on Facebook and just write Beloved Ladies Conference, and it should pop up. Yeah, do you invite people that and then way. And say you're interested. That's all you gotta do.
0: Um, and then you can share it, too. On Instagram, could they, can we put that, com- that commercial on Instagram? We can. And then we'll have it on Facebook. Where else will we have it?
1: If they, if, uh, when I share it on Instagram, um, if you can share it to your stories, people yep. will start to see them in your stories and then they'll click on it and then they can, um, we'll have a way for them to click on a link to be able to register. Beautiful. See, yep.
0: now here's the thing. This is what I was going to say. Okay. This is what I was about. Don't, when I said, don't I have something else to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have something else to say. I have a number in my head. And oh, when yeah. we reach that number, <laughs> like it's not, like, Tom, when I told Tom what my number was, Tom's like, well, don't, like, we, we have room enough to seat, like, 800 people. I'm like, but I, I understand that. But yeah. I have this goal, and then after I get to that goal, the rest is just gravy yeah. for me. Yeah. But the goal number, in my opinion, was so high in comparison to last year's that I thought, if I get to that number, yeah. which we're getting, we're, we're getting pretty dang close. So I'm just going to tell you, if I get to this number... There's going to be a commercial like you've never seen before. Oh, my gosh. And it probably will involve Tracy. (laughs) How did I know? (laughs) And it ain't going to be pretty. Oh, it's always pretty. But it's going to be funny. That's all I'm going (laughs) to say. It might might involve line dancing. Oh. I don't know. Just be ready. It's something special. I'm excited. But I'm just saying, help me get to my number so that we can make this commercial. And I'm not going to tell you what the number is, because if I tell you the number, then we get to that number and you guys don't do nothing after that. No, I want more after that. We are going to win the loss. We're going to radically change people. People. Yep. Yep. like So this is your opportunity. Do it. Okay. I think that's it. I think I've pounded it enough into the did. ground.
1: Um, okay. I have a picture. You want to see it? Oh, yes. Okay. This is um, the girl's. When they were in kindergarten or preschool. Oh, my god, And then gosh. yesterday was their last first day of school.
0: These, This is Tracy's daughter's. Yep. So oh, my gosh. High.
1: Look at that. Little babies, and they loved each other so much for the picture. <laughs> they looked so happy there. I know. They were. And then, yeah, yesterday.
0: And that, now they look like... Come on, get this over with as fast as you possibly can. They're like so close. (laughs) They're twinsies. They are twinsies. And you don't look, they don't look like twins at all. We were just talking about this prior (laughs) to podcast, how they're the opposites of everything you think of a twin.
1: Yeah, they are.
0: Most twins are opposites, but most twins love and endear (laughs) the opposite of their twin. Yeah. And these two. Yeah absolutely despise everything that is opposite (laughs) of each other exactly like they could not be one they could not be more like polar opposites always
1: have been and and they don't even appreciate no they don't each other no they don't and i'm like listen god made you guys twins for a reason (laughs) appreciate each each other other. dang it love each other (laughs) i'm gonna force you i'm like you're gonna love each other one day you might as well start now (laughs) i know so it doesn't always happen we're uh (laughs) We're, we're we're almost done. Can you believe it? No, I can't. Like it makes me cry because I can't believe I made it. <laughs> <I'm> serious. <laughs> On some for so many so reasons. So many reasons. But Which mostly, we won't go into. Mostly public because, school. Huh? <laughs> mostly public school.
0: I don't believe that.
1: No, for real. Because,
0: yeah, you know, well, I it's been that. easier. The I last believe few there's years. another reason. And it might be to the same place as public school. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's pretty close. It's dueling. It is. They are. <laughs> but we won't go they into that
1: every day. Because <laughs> there's no purpose. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> if it's not nice, uh, yeah, it's true. we're not supposed it's to true. say it. Okay. And it wouldn't be nice. So okay. I'm not saying it. That's what your mom told you. What is that? That's what your mom says. If it's well, not nice. I think Jesus said that too. Okay. But, I'm, but I might might be wrong about okay. that. <laughs> It, my mom might have said it. Probably. Before Jesus. <laughs> um, so first day of school. Yeah. Was first day of school for
1: everybody? Yeah. <gasps> yep. Everybody. Lee County went back. Charlotte. Tampa. What? Sarasota. Everybody had their pictures Now, on if you live up
0: north, oh yeah. it doesn't happen until after Labor Day. Right. We're, we're normal. for no, Well, I'm from Florida, but... I, because I grew up in the northern in Northern Virginia, right. like everything is after Labor That's normal. That is I, normal. That's normal. I know. Why in the world will I we know. be going back to school in the heat? I know. Of the year, like it makes so much more sense to go to school back yeah. to school in September. I agree. But we, but our kids get out right before Memorial Day, right? In May and June's cooler than. August. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, Florida is a great state to live in. It yeah, really is. It but is. it is backwards in the school system. Yeah. That's why I just homeschool. That's why we homeschool. Because even though the school system's backwards, right. we're, we prefer to make our kids idiots. Exactly. So we'll just homeschool them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. 100%. <laughs> uh, I, I truly believe homeschooling, on the whole, is far superior than the public 100%. school system. I know... I have teachers that tell me otherwise, because teachers will be like, you should see the kids that have been homeschooled when they come in, they're so like, they don't know what's going on. Literally, I've had uh, teachers tell me that, which I believe, truthfully, because when my kid, when I took my kid home from public school, no, he didn't go to public school, he was, but I know other kids have been brought back from public school and went homeschooling, they didn't know what was going on either in their grade, so it could go either way. I was gonna say. It just depends Uh, on the kid, yeah, huh? I didn't know when I went back to public school. Lots of kids don't. But 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 that's not because you were homeschooled. Let's face it: when you were in public school, you weren't weren't much different, Talia. God (laughs) bless you. But homeschool, public school didn't change you. That's for sure. But it's the kid. It's not. It is. It's not the teacher, and it's not the parent that's teaching. The teacher can do all he wants to or she wants to, but if you got a kid like Taya, it ain't going to happen. I will put Norma in the same (laughs) equation, my daughter. Like, they're two peas in a pod in many ways. Like, Norma would rather get up, wash her hands about 100 times during the school day, go to the bathroom as many times as she possibly can and just look at herself in the mirror. I don't know what she was doing in there because she (laughs) certainly wasn't going. Like, every excuse in the world (laughs) not to to do school now tommy on the other hand got in there got it done and then went outside and played but norma i love her but i relate she didn't want to do it (laughs) i'm just telling you my kids they're it's it's a miracle of the lord that they're both alive after (laughs) homeschooling
1: i know god impressive uh,
0: God did not allow me to commit murder. Oh, my gosh. Thou shalt not murder in the Ten Commandments. Save my children's lives. There you go. Because I'm telling you right now, if homeschool doesn't want to make you kill somebody. Oh, my gosh. Am I not kidding you? Homeschooling is rough sometimes. It's the best. Like, I would never put my kids in the public school system.
1: Right, right.
0: It's even better than private school, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. But... Te- teachers even want to commit Harry Carey, okay? <laughs> if teachers, and that ain't even their kid, and they want to they yeah. go postal sometimes, yeah. how are we not supposed to want to go postal? That's all I'm going to say. That's all you got to say. But homeschool your kids. Yeah. It'll be the best thing you ever did. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> it really will be. No, 100%. I yeah. mean, gospel moments left and right. Yeah. Such That's a true. great... It's good and evil all at the same time. (laughs) Good and evil. It'll teach you a lot about yourself. True. It really does. True. I'm not going to say it's going to make you a better person. It's just going to teach you a lot about (laughs) yourself. That's all I'm going to say. And now that I've wasted a lot of time, let's move forward. Let's do it. First question. Again, I think I'm going to have to take off. Wait a minute. Do I have this? Hold on. Let Mm -hmm. me see the fan. Somebody fix that fan for me down here because I am sweat box Matthew 828. first question Matthew eight twenty eight through 9 1 permits us to go away into the swine I started this on Wednesday and I answered it incorrectly so I'm coming back to it mark 5 1 through 21 you're the best go out into the abyss Luke 8 26 through 40 send them out of the country all three are the two demon-possessed men healed but each gospel account is different where the demons went your insight, please. Okay, I mean, I just tell you, they're not the same. It's not all three that have two demon possessed men. That's why I got all jacked up on this question because I didn't read your question correctly. But there are different accounts in all three Gospels. Okay. Matthew 8 through 34 uh, talks about the two demon possessed men healed when he had come to the other side to the country of Gergesenes. Now, this is the first time you'll see Gorgesonis, an and then you'll—it's called another thing. There met him two demon-possessed men coming out of tombs, exceedingly fierce. Two demon-possessed men coming out of tombs, exceedingly fierce, so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out, saying, "What have we to do with you, Jesus, you Son of God? Have you come here to torment us uh, be- before our th- uh, torment us before the time?" Uh, now, a good way off from them, there was a herd of many swine feeding. So, the demons begged him, if you, cast, if you cast, us, cast us out, permit us to go away into the herd of swine. So, this one is the herd of swine. Mark 5, 1 through 21. I'm not going to read all of it. I'm only reading read the important things, okay? Um, this one is a demon-possessed man healed. So now we're down to Mark's account is different. It's one man. Then came to the then they came to the other side of the sea to the country of Gardenese. Gargar gar, Gadarn gadarenes, gadarenes. And when he had come out of the and you know what, I look over to Tracy for help and all Tracy does is I, I don't do ph- I don't do phonics. Gosh, Sorry. You're, no you, used you're gonna be much in a better this area. <laughs> None. Again, I None. homeschooled my children. <laughs> and when they had come out of the boat, immediately there met, met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs. And so this one's a tombs and the other one was coming out of the tombs. Okay. Um, came a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him, and he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me for he said to him come out of the man unclean spirit and then he asked him what is your name and he answered him answered saying my name is legion for we are many also he begged him earnestly that we would that he would not send them out of the country swine country two men one man one is from a place with a G, G G-E-S, and the other one's G-E-D. I don't, I'm not even going to repeat them (laughs) because I don't want to. Then Luke, then they sailed to the country of Gadarenes. So two are Gadarenes, right? One is G-A-S, whatever, which is opposite of Galilee. And when he stepped uh, stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. This is one man. For he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. So this is the first time it talks about him being naked. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles, and broke the of Broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, "What is your name?" And he said, "Legion," because many demons had entered him, and they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. The abyss would be hell. <clears throat> the abyss is like um, the abyss is like the deep pit. Okay, all right. I'm not even sure why there's three different recordings of it. The main point on all three of these, um, on all three of these stories, though, is the same. They all basically say the same thing. Now, the only thing I can liken this to is, like, um, if you've ever, maybe this, this will make sense. Okay. If if you've been a cop, like Logan's been a cop. If you've been a cop before and you have to walk in and you have to get like like a store, like a 7-Eleven's been robbed, right? They put the, the line down the door now. If you go so that if somebody robs the store, they can have an, actually an idea of how tall the person is when they rob the store. Okay. There's reasons for that. When you go to—if you're a cop and you've gone into a 7-Eleven, the 7-Eleven's been robbed. It has three to four different people in there. I can guarantee you all three to four different people are going to have a different uh, story to a certain extent, all basically the same, okay, but one may have the color shirt that he's wearing a different color. One may say his hair is blonde. Another one may say it's brown. Uh, another one may say he was five feet tall. And another one says he's five eight. So that's one of the reasons why they now have the ruler on the door. So that they kind of get an idea of the true height of the individual. Everybody, am I right, Logan? 100%. Everybody's viewpoint on something is scaled to their understanding and what they believe that they saw. But almost always, almost always, if you go into a crime scene like that, it's basically the, all, the whole story is going to be the same, which is what we see right here. We see right here that the main crux of the story is actually all the same. The two places that um, the two different cities that are named they're actually really close to one in, one another I think it's like thirty five miles apart or something like that and they're and they're and it's not even it's negligible so that's one of the reasons why one person may have said this is where it's at and another person's and two other people said it's really here it's because based on where the closest place that they thought instead of like in, instead of Galilee they named whatever was closest to them right. Um some people believe that the reason I have no idea why one said the abyss, one said the country and one said the swine. I have no idea why all three of them have different different things. But I will tell you that Jesus I would go with the first because Jesus did put them into the swine, right? Um and then the people ask Jesus to leave after he, he did this mighty miracle. Now, you would think after they see this miracle, they're going to be like, please stay with this. This is, you You freed this man. He's been in torment. Legion, I think uh, um, a legion in military was like 5,000 or 6,000. So they believe this man potentially, because he's called himself legion, they potentially believe that he maybe had that many demons in him. And that's the reason why no chains would hold him he was a wild man right so the name is always the same that he's called Um, there's just so many things that are accurately depicted by each of the stories just minor differences here and here and there so I go back to saying you would think that these people would say "Please, let's Let's have you stay with us. Like, this is a mighty miracle that you did. In fact, they did the opposite. They asked him to please leave. And it was because they, a lot of people believed that the reason they asked him to leave, not because they were afraid of what Jesus was capable of doing and the, healing, and the miracle. It's because this particular town farmed pigs. They, they just lost all their money. All the swine just went right over the cliff. Financially, this hurt this town. So they're like, you got to go. This is not good for us. They are now having to figure out how they're going to recoup the money that's been lost. And swine were like, if you did swine, you were considered, like if you did pigs, it's like being a shepherd. Pretty low. That, the, job, the job was not one that was considered to be like for the elect. It was only for the ones that were, they considered lowly. So a lot of people believe the reason why Jesus was asked to leave was mainly because of the financial loss that the town had taken. Um, But I I would say uh, another thing, um, you know, one says there's two demon-possessed men. Another one says there's one demon-possessed man. Uh, Some people believe that there actually was two, but... When two of the, like uh, Mark and Luke, when they recorded, the one man is who they saw instead of the two men that they, instead of the two men that Matthew saw. So that would be a reason why there's a difference in how the numbers, but nobody knows. Nobody knows why. um, And trust me, I researched the heck out of figuring out why there was three different places that the the um, demon possessed or the demons requested to go in three different places. I tried to figure it out. And, and also the number and all the little differences. But all I can figure out, all it comes to my mind is nobody gets, no three people ever get a story straight, ever. And, again, I guess the best way to, to think about it is going into a crime scene, how... No one ever can figure that. No, They talk to so many different people and everybody has. Every victim has a different story. Mm -hmm. If you're a real chill person, you're probably not going to be one that is more animated. And like when you tell the story, it's probably going to be the least amount of details. But I'm not an I am an animated person. So I'm going to take that back. But if you ask me if I walked into a if I saw a crime or something, you ask me you 're going to please ask me to stop giving you details, like my husband he's like, enough 's enough i I got it i don 't need any more details If you ask my mother it 's going to be more details than you even ever wanted to know. The woman can give you more details. I know where I get it from like some people are just very detail oriented people. Yeah. And I don't like short stories. So if you're going to tell me a story, and you don't have to go to the lengths of my mother, but I'm just saying, like, the more details, the better. I, I like details. Me too. I You do too? Oh, yeah. Tracy? All the details,
1: every I, detail. I love it. So it's like storytelling. It's like amazing. It I sense. picture it in exactly. my head. Yes. That's
0: exactly it. Like, it if somebody gives me the details, it's like reading a book. Yeah. Because that's why I love books. Yep. Books are very descriptive. Yes. You can picture yourself there.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't want the crypt notes. Me either. Like, I want the meat. <laughs> I want the whole thing. The more details, the better. Unless I'm in a big hurry, and then I'm going to be like, fast, 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 yeah. fast. <laughs> Otherwise, or if, if it's something that I really want to know about, yeah. that like you made, went on a trip, I want to hear the whole entire thing, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, wait, pause, wait until I can actually sit and listen. Because yeah. that's stuff I want to hear about. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear about people's crap. No. That, if I have to hear people's woes and stuff like that, or I don't even want to hear if somebody's talking about somebody. Don't don't bring gossip to me. I don't want to hear it. But I'm just saying. So I'll probably shut you down on that. But if you have something that you're walking through, I want to know about it very quick. First of all, because the word is very clear about our words. And how powerful they are. But second of all is then we're just feeding into the negativity. Mm -hmm. Let's go fast. But if you've gone somewhere, (laughs) I want pictures. I want details. That's Mm -hmm. all there is to it.
1: Yep. Same.
0: That's why when you went away and you brought all those pictures back and that was a surprise to me. I love that stuff. It's fun. I love it. The the happier, the better. (laughs) Exactly. Happy stuff all day long. Same. I ain't got no time for negativity. Mm -mm. I don't like it. It's not good. Okay. Next question. How long have souls been around? I don't know who wrote these questions. That's a great question. But I'm just saying, this person that wrote these, like, there's about, there was about 15, 20 questions that this person asked. Yeah. And I don't think one of them was bad. Yeah. Like, they've all been, like, so good. like made me think Yeah. like and some of them I've known the answers to but others of them I haven't known a lick and it's been good for me I love you for this so I didn't know how long so I mean I had an idea like Adam that's when I believed how long souls have been around since Adam because (laughs) angels don't have them God Jesus and the Holy Spirit they're the Trinity right but this is pretty dang interesting, what I'm about to tell you. There's two theories, which I did not know this. There's, tra- and why I, these don't, hard names, man.
1: Don't even look over here. Don't oh even my gosh. do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew you phonics. couldn't help me, nope. Tal.
0: Don't even try it. Tra- Tal, You goes, don't even look over here. Are you kidding me, Talia? <laughs> Are you kidding me? She's
1: just backing me up. I just, I know where <laughs> it went to
0: go. Okay. Now, if I want to know a TikTok thing, I'm, yep. a, I'm coming to you all day long. Yep. If I want to know anything techie, yeah. you're my girl. But when it comes to this spelling and sounding out of hard words, it's never going to happen. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Traducianism. It's not it, people, but it's pretty dang close. (laughs) Traducianism is the idea that a person's soul is created at the same time their physical body is created. That is, the soul is generated from the physical parents just as the physical body of a child. This theory is plausible because the Bible says that God made Adam a living soul when he breathed life into him. So let's look at this. Genesis 2 7 says, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into him nost and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. Traducianism depends on the assumption that the body and soul are intertwined and that in a sense, the soul depends upon the body for existence and the method of, Of generation of the soul by a physical process is unclear. This is a weakness in the theory. I hate to read to you people, I do, but I don't know anything about these two theories, and they're, but they're interesting. So, traducianism depends on the assumption that the body and soul are intertwined, and that in a sense the soul depends upon the body for existence. So the soul has to have the body. But we know that's not true because when we go to heaven, we leave our body here. So I understand why they're saying that the we, that's, this theory has a weakness because we leave our body here on earth when we go to heaven. Our soul goes to heaven, not our body. Creationists is the other theory. And it believes that God creates a soul each time a hum, human being is conceived. The Bible seems to place a separation between the creation of the physical body and the creation of the soul. Let's look at Ecclesiastes 2.7. Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. So it goes along with before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. Right? Mm-hmm. That scripture would go with this. Isaiah 42 5 says thus says God, the Lord who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread forth the earth and that which comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk on it. Zechariah 12 one says the burden of the word of the Lord against Israel. Thus says the Lord who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth and forms the spirit of man within him. So creationist tends to be more where I lean. Hebrew 12.9 says, Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and and live? It, you know, this goes, This is so funny for, for me because there's people who d- believe that obedience is a work. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How, like, there's denominations that believe that obedience is a work but Hebrews 12 9 clearly sh- shows that obedience is not a work it's we're, we're to be obedient because it says showing not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live so we are to be obedient to the one that gave us our spirit which is the father um, so for me whether or not I don't care like if it's traditionism or creationist or whatever, I don't care whichever one it is, at the end of the day, God gave each of us a soul and a body. He did that through Adam. Adam had life breathed into him, which is when the soul was Uh, I believe the soul, when the breath of life was put into Adam, I don't even know what age Adam was when God breathed into him life. But when he did, I believe that's when the soul was put into um, Adam. And then Eve came from Adam. So we all come from man. But when she... Came from him. I believe the same thing. When she had life put into her. I don't know how old she was. Nobody does. When that happened. I would consider them to be. Somewhat young. So for replenishing the earth. But maybe not. Because you know. Who knows what God's intention was. Before they sinned. He was lonely. So he made them. So that he would have communion with somebody. He would have fellowship with somebody. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how old they are. Nobody knows. It's not recorded. But I believe when they had life breathed, breathed into them, that's when the soul was put into them as well. So I believe souls existed from the moment of Adam. Before that, I don't... Nothing. But nothing... There's nothing recorded in the Bible. There's nothing that says when and how and where. So... I think we're all going to be at a loss with that one. Fantastic question, though. Fantastic question. During the millennium, are we flesh? This is such a a great question. I mean, such a great question because a lot of people don't know Revelation. They don't know about the millennium. And I'm going to briefly talk about it because otherwise we could be here all day and we're not going to do that. On just one question, even though I've spent a whole hour on a question before. Yeah, you did. So I, maybe I'm wrong for saying that, but (laughs) I only have 18 minutes before we close out. So I'm probably not going to do that. So there, okay. During the millennium, before the millennium, there is, um, we're going to talk about, our bodies are glorified bodies, right? There are three, three, uh, there's three groups, three groups of glorified bodies. Resurrected, the changed at rapture, which I'm going to tell you about this. First Thessalonians four thirteen through 18. It says, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others, Glorified body. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Glorified body. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So then you can go to 1 Corinthians 15, 21 through 23. And this will continue to... Confirm what I'm saying. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterwards those who are Christ at his coming. The dead in Christ will rise. And then the ones of us that are on this earth at the time of the rapture we will be raptured up, glorify body. We won't be here for the millennium. Understand that. So dead in Christ, rise in heaven, raptured, heaven. So your, your body will not be flesh in heaven, okay? Then there's the tribulation martyrs, okay? Revelations 20, 4 through 6. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. So they... Tribulation martyrs, okay. They will be in heaven. This is talking about. This is the thousand-year reign. This is talking about the ones that, um, the the Jews and the Gentiles, that are still. If you go past, if you go past fourteen. For, Revelation 14, you'll still see where the word saints are present. And this is where the, a lot of people think the 144,000 will still remain on the earth. And the 144,000 are the millennium, and they will be on the earth for a thousand years. Blessed and holy is he who is a part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And then there's the Old Testament, Daniel 12, 2, that says, And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. So, there are earthly bodies that will survive the tribulation. And they will be here for the thousand-year reign. They will replenish the earth. Now, those will be the millennials that have fleshly bodies. I won't be here because I'm going in the rapture. I can promise you that. Isaiah sixty five twenty says, No more unless I die before then, unless the rapture doesn't take place for another. I don't want to live to 120 like my husband. I told him, Go find somebody oh in, their, in your 80s, hotter and better in their 80s. I have no interest. Wait, why? Huh? Why? I don't want to live to 120. How you know like, fun we're going to have? Like 90s is fine with me.
1: No, you won't be ready. What? You won't be ready
0: to go. I listen. I will be ready to go. I mean, heaven is pretty dang. I don't want to go now. I got a lot of things, but when I'm in my 90s, not that I'm going to be old and decrepit, right. but it's like we're going to be having fun. Still. 90s. I like. There's things I want to get going up there, dude. I haven't. <laughs> oh, no. Like this world is not my home. Well, like Logan I, I don't are hang on to that. <laughs> here, I'm going to just tell you right now. Yeah. The only reason my husband wants to do 120, and I tell him this all the time, it's spite. It's not because this world is so great. He wants to be spiteful. He wants to prove everybody wrong. That's it. And he will tell you that's absolutely no, I know. correct. I believe
1: it. No, no, I believe that.
0: When I told him that, he's like, "You're so right. That is the reason why." I'm <laughs> like, "Yeah, it's not because the world is so great." Right. It ain't. It's cuz he's vindictive and spiteful in that re- in that regard. Not a vindictive, spiteful person to others. No. But to prove the Bible right, right he's right. vindictive and spiteful. He will <laughs> He will make people who mock that right. realize don't mock God. Yep. Isaiah sixty five twenty says, No more shall an infant from there live but a, but a few days, nor an old man who has not fulfilled his days. But the child shall die one hundred years old, but the sinner being one hundred years old shall be accursed. Now if you're here for the thousand year year reign, you're gonna be flesh. You're going to have children. You're going to populate the earth. And these people will have the potential to rebel against God. And here's the reason why. It's like all over again. And people don't understand that. The new heaven, while, while God is creating the new heaven and the new earth, or when he's doing the new heaven uh, and earth, I guess, the thousand-year reign and stuff like that, it's gonna be like what it is now. But with the old Adam. Adam and Eve replenishing. Revelations twenty, seven through eight says, Now when a thousand years has expired, Satan will be released. This is what people don't read. There's more to Revelation just than just tribulation. There's more to Revelation more than just the first three chapters. Okay. There's a lot to it. Now, when a thousand years has expired, Satan will be released from his prison eight. Oh, verse eight. <laughs> Oopsie. Will be repla- be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations, which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle whose number is as the sand of the sea. This is where the rubber meets the road. So I don't think, I mean, we'll read Revelation and it can be broken down for us to a certain extent, like Hebrew and Greek and everything. But here's the thing. No one fully understands everything about it. But it is very clear that there will be a thousand years that people will be on this earth and they will still have personal choice Again, whether to serve God or not to serve God. And they're going to they're gonna have to decide, just like we've had to decide, whether we're going to serve Jesus Christ, God, the Holy Spirit, they're going to serve him. Um, now, do they die? I don't know. Like, do they live for a thousand years? It says a hundred years, though, right here, if I remember right. For the child shall die 100 years old, but the sinner being 100 years old shall be accursed. That's what it says in Isaiah. So, like, we get to live to 120. So, what happens with them? It doesn't say whether they... Like, we know that when we die, our soul goes to heaven. But I don't... I mean, you could presume that that would be the case, but I wouldn't presume anything because... It doesn't say anything like that. I don't know. There's just certain things we don't know. And I'm not going to preach that I do when I don't. Um, let's see. So I'm just going to tell you this. In my opinion, we won't be here. It will, like whoever wrote this question, if you're in your 30s and you die of old age, then you won't be here. You won't be here for the millennium. If you're a Christian, this is my personal opinion. But if you're a Christian, because the way I see it is the ones that are after Revelation 14, those are a certain called people. Um, If you look at them, they're like God's chosen. A lot of people believe that's only the Jews. I don't necessarily believe it's only the Jews. I don't know why, but I don't. And I could be completely wrong about that. So a lot of people believe it's the 144,000. And there's a lot of people who believe the only 144,000 is only the Jewish people. But I believe that we're grafted in. So it could be Gentiles too. To what degree? Maybe ones that live over... Because I believe... To a certain extent, this kind, you know, like the Western side of things, a Western side of the world will not even be in existence because so much of the world is destroyed during the tribulation period. So, and all you hear about after a certain number of chapters in Revelation, you only hear about the Middle East. You don't hear anything more about the Western side of things. So, um, my personal opinion is we pro- we'll probably either die, natural causes, nothing bad. We'll just die of natural causes when it's our time. Or um, we'll be raptured out. So it's really irrelevant for us because I just don't think that, I think that there's, after 14, there's a special people. Those fleshly people will be the ones that remain. And then they'll replenish the earth for a thousand years. So, that's my opinion. Take it or leave it. But, whatever. Next question, because I got five minutes, people. I'm doing good. You are. Should we save up precious metals for the end times? No. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I don't think your money's going to be worth anything. I don't think gold's going to be worth anything. It's going to be a QR code. Pretty much. And listen... If you've got something they want and you're not, you, don't have a, you don't have the mark, they're taking it. Or maybe if you're a pre-trib person, you're not going to need them. So pre-tribbers don't believe in any way, shape, or form that they're going to be through any type of tribulation. So precious metals will be of no use to you. If you're a mid-tribber, Mid-tribbers believe that they'll be up to the mark of the beast. The worst of it, they get the heck out of here, which it says the Son of Man comes in the clouds in chapter 14 of Revelation, so, which is also what it talks about in Thessalonians. So probably you're not going to need them. They're not going to help you. If you don't have the mark, they're taking what they want anyway. What's yours ain't yours anymore. But God will still supply all your needs. You're not going to need to worry about precious metals and stuff like that. Um, it's not going to make a difference. In my opinion, do you agree or disagree? Totally agree. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I this is what you have to think about. If we're here, and I capitalized the word if, if we're here, if God could make manna fall from heaven to feed the Israelite people. Then he'll make a way for us. It says the righteous will never be seen begging for bread. It doesn't say except for tribulation. Right. <laughs> That's a different story. Right. No, it's all based on our faith mm-hmm. and how much we believe with the word of God and its promises are for us. The righteous will, need, will never be seen begging for bread. Then I don't need to have precious metals. God will make sure that I eat. Because I'm just telling you, every ounce of things that we think is currency that will— get us to where we, it's not, it's not going to be like that. It just won't. But if you got them, save them and see, see how much they help you. Could be wrong. I might be wrong about that. It might, might prolong. Maybe you'll
1: get away with it for a little bit, but eventually you'll either run out of them.
0: Yeah. You it, know. Oh yeah. Eventually. Or, well, they're not going to like, or, here's the thing. This is why I say no. Okay. Yeah, okay. And then I'm going to go to the next question because I can answer it very quickly. But the reason I say no is. Listen, it's not going to pay for the the mortgage payment on your house. And if you own your house outright, it's not going to pay for the property taxes on your house because the people that are running things are not going to accept that kind of currency. They're not. Their purpose is to make sure everyone takes the mark. So they're not going to allow it. And if somebody that does have the mark takes your currency and gives you something to like You know transfer value or whatever it's still going to be worthless to them because they ain't going to be able to use it to purchase anything it's of no value to them so that's the only reason i say it's Mm -hmm. like gold and stuff there's no point because it holds value right now because we have the way we have things structured But the New World Order is going to make sure that all those things are relevant because they are going to be focused on making sure everybody is controlled and everybody falls in line. And if you don't, they're going to try and make sure that you pay the highest penalty for it. In my opinion, we won't, though, because... We got God and the thing that they don't understand, your currency, your gold, your precious metals are irrelevant with even God because he doesn't need all that to to make sure that you're taken care of. It'll go his way. People don't understand it. The enemy doesn't understand it. Everybody who's gonna be trying to control things will not understand it. That's why God continues to win and the victory will be his in the end. They will think that they're winning, but they'll never win. And in fact, in a lot of ways, they'll still know they're losing, but they're going to hope that things change, right? So um, I don't think I'm going to do the other question because we're at one minute. Okay. So I'll just close hey, out.
1: Matthew six nineteen through 21 says, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth. So there you go.
0: What does the rest of it say, though? Because it's
1: very good. Where moths and rot, rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where neither moth yep. nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal.
0: Which, that's what people don't understand, is like, we're seeing it right now, but in the end times, lawlessness will abound. Yeah. If you have precious metals, and you use those precious metals to buy something, don't think that the people that you bought it from, now don't come and try and steal them from you. Right. You're not going to want people to know what you have. Right. Because lawlessness will abound. People who are hungry will try and take what you have. Like, if you have chickens, like, if you think you having chicken, which I have chickens, right? They don't really lay anything anymore because they're old and they're now pets. But if you have chickens and you think that's going to be your way It won't because, listen, when people get hungry, and they will, even people who take the mark, if you read Revelations, you're going to know that food supplies, water, the whole night, it's not going to be good. Those people, when they see your chicken, they see food. Mm -hmm. And unless you have them in some safety deposit box or in some kind of locked area that no one can take, everything's for the taking. It's like the garden that people want us to do out here. We're, we want to do it, and we're going to do it, okay? We have to have the means. But we're going to have to, like, make sure it's heavily protected, even for right now, because people are thieves. Mm-hmm. We have to fence the whole thing in with barbed wire, probably, because people are crazy. The homeless around here will literally steal whatever they can steal. And we're not even in the end times. So I'm just saying to you, if your hope is... Is in you. You're going to be disappointed. But if your hope is in the Lord. Then you're, you're going to see God show off. And he's going to like show up and show off like I always say. He's going to blow your mind. Because his promises never fail. They're always yes and amen. And he will come through every time. You're not your provider. It's not your job. That's his job. Just trust in him and all his ways, and you'll be successful. With that, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I always feel like I'm selling something. I know. I am selling something. You are. You are. I'm selling Jesus. You are. Somebody t- asked me one time because I've done sales mm-hmm. all my life. They're like, what are you doing? Are you, are you in sales anymore? Yeah, I'm in sales. <laughs> I still am in sales. Like, what you selling? I sell Jesus. <laughs> 100%. I sell the best thing yeah. going. Yep. True. Period. He's free. Most people want your money. I don't want your money. I want to give you something for free. It's free, but it'll cost you everything. And that's the truth. I'm not going to make you think that there's nothing. There's something. If you want Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, it's going to cost you something, not money. It's going to cost you you. But you will be happy that you gave up you and you took him. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today's your day. If you've walked away from him and you just know life was so much better, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. If you've tasted him, you know how good he is, and you know, like, nothing compares. You can keep trying. The bone ain't going to be happy. The next vacation ain't going to do it for you. And buying this and that, it's never going to solve the problem. You can do all those things, but after you get them, the emptiness will still be there. And only God can take care of that emptiness. So if you don't know him or you want to get reconnected with him, let's just say this prayer real quick together. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, and we thank you for what you did on that cross. We thank you for the forgiveness of sins that were provided to each and every single one of us. Lord, we ask you... We're going to phrase it this way. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. I thank you for what you did on that cross. And I give my life to you from this moment on. Whatever you say to do, I will do. And whatever you say not to do, I will not do. And when I grow old, I will live with you forever. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. That gift is yours. If you took it, please let us know. We want to pray with you. We want to stand with you. And if you need a good church, we'll be happy to. If there's one in your area, we'll help. Be happy to help you send you that way. If you live in the area, Foundation Church Sunday mornings, 10 a 10:05. 10 I prefer 10 a.m., but my husband wants 10:05. I don't know why. So 10:05, be here, be ready. To worship, hear a good word, and uh, be radically changed. Have a great weekend. Love you. See you on Wednesday. And uh, seriously, have a great weekend. You only get two days. The rest of them you work. You might as well have fun, won't you? On those 48 hours, right? Yes. See ya. Bye.
1: Real talk.